Hello and welcome once again to Wandering Monster America's Test Table, where we don't play test games. We stress test them. My name is John Baltusberger. I am Charles R. Bernard. I'm Bridget Ian's, Brave. Ian Servas. <laughs> that was Bridget Brave and Ian Servas for anyone who got confused. <laughs> yes, we were... We were together at yes. last. Over I will the know my place eventually. I will. <laughs> no, that I will, was a. I will be, it was I'll a mash up. I'll be the penultimate. It was a mash then, up. Okay? Yeah. yeah. You two, like, you did a Dragon Ball Z. You did, yeah. like, because you're next to each other on the screen. So all you really had to do was that. <laughs> was like, but you guys just <laughs> didn't commit. Other sides, guys. Next time we'll get. Yeah. <laughs> now, all right, let's all move right, on. I'm Mr. Pashki, and I'm derailing the show this quick. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Internet. Friends, a while. So there's this beautiful space. Um, it's not at all a cesspool. If you, <laughs> if you took IRC in my space and you sort of kind of mashed them together, and then you added the self-importance of LiveJournal, You'd get Twitter, is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, a while that checks out. Yeah, <laughs> fact check me, bro. <laughs> uh, like I, the only thing I can think is that both MySpace and LiveJournal have significantly higher character counts. That's. I, I will tell you, I got a email from LiveJournal letting me know that I had a uh, free birthday gift uh, from LiveJournal because I've been on LiveJournal for. Uh, 23 years? He's uh, listening to the live journal the cat. He's listening to the dead journal. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. Angel fire page? Hey, hey, shut up. I did have an angel fire page uh, for my poetry because I was a poet in high school, which is all you need to know to know you didn't want to know me. Um, uh, I, a while back, so I, as a, as John Baldisberger loved tea. I, as the owner of Madness Heart Press, avoid drama and controversy. I see it happening, and so long as it's not like reaching its greasy tendrils towards us as like an entity, as a family, as long as none of my authors are involved, I stay far away from it. Um, where I, you know, I make note of people who are being toxic, but I just like anyway. A while back, there was a, let's call it a kerfuffle, because a author, a reviewer, very strongly, very stringently stated, a book can either be science fiction, or it can be horror. It in, there can be no horror in space, because space is science fiction. Uh, at which point, the entire... I knew I'd get one. Uh, at which point, the entirety of horror writer TikTok lost its goddamn mind oh, yeah. and started naming, I don't know, every single movie that's ever taken place in space as also being a horror movie. Because space is scary. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Uh, Mr. Bernard has two legitimate fears. One is the vast, deep darkness of space. The other is the vast, deep darkness of the ocean. Because Both in either places of those places, people should not go ever for any reason. Yeah, like uh, inimical <laughs> is the word I'd use. So, uh, and, and related, there are places I find extremely fascinating and, and 
I rub myself with black lotion to kind of <laughs> make myself feel like I'm in a, a oceanic womb. Mm. Um, I love the ocean. The ocean is a place that I have a lot of fondness for, um, a lot of respect for. Um, space is a place that I find terrifying. Uh, not simply because if I were in space, I would immediately die. But because the vast, okay, the vastness of the ocean is mind fuckering. If you consider the sheer size of the ocean, mm. your brain will collapse in on itself. Uh, and that is that the ocean is the merest, most microscopic quark compared to the vastness of space. Mm-hmm. There was a movie once upon a time called Alien. You may have heard of it. Stop me. I did if you have. hear about it. Oh, you have. Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's kind of a sleeper. Not not a lot of people know about Alien. Um, the the tagline of Alien was in space, nobody can hear you scream. And I bring all that to say that space is a fantastic place for horror, for action for romance, for any kind of stories you want to tell. But the basic fact of the matter is that if you're in space, it's kind of already game over, man. You already, like, there's no there's no dropship. You can't nuke anything from orbit because it's space. And if you're in space, you're already fucked. Anyway, uh, we need to get to the game. I'm sorry for rambling. Uh, Ian, what are we playing tonight? And I thought I was going to derail the show. <laughs> Hold on, sir. Six minutes later. I want, I want you all to know that he is laughing with joy. Oh, oh my gosh. That is, I also appreciate that you were uh, alluding to alien, but all your references were aliens. <laughs> yeah. So Pitch Black's a classic, by the way. Just the... I didn't know you were on a roll. I didn't want to interrupt. Oh, no, no. Uh, fant- I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, Sigourney Weaver was definitely one of my uh, heroines growing up. So we are playing You're in Space and Everything is Borked. Or you could use your other colorful word there. We're, we're a kid's show, right? Fucked. <laughs> everything is fucked. I See, I, I very purposely click the not for kids button yeah, on YouTube every single kidding. week. I was trying to elicit uh, a reaction. Yeah, you were trying to elicit children to watch your show. Happy to provide one. Happy to provide one. <laughs> that, one that one episode that we were just yelling uh, inappropriate curse words for like three minutes solid. That was one of our best episodes. Uh, people, people love it when we're raunchy, guys. I'm just now so, thinking about my neighbor, even through the sound foam, hearing just like the one that's frying fucked. fish right now. Everything <laughs> is fucked. I think about how uh, I have a, a person I work with that watches this show, and he was definitely on Sorry. here for Bridget's the only one who could say twat night. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. You can only say what? Uh, I, I was the only one that was allowed to say twat from a certain so point I, going forward. I'm not allowed to say twat. No, John, stop saying twat, John. Wait, can can Charles say twat? No, Charles can't say twat. Other Charles Shit. can't say twat. Just Bridget. Ian, only me. Ian. Ian might be able to say twat. Into a box. Uh, fine. So, tell us twat what's up. 
wouldn't you like to know? Uh, so we are playing You're in Space and Everything is Fucked. Which is a, <laughs> it's like the show. A, a gruesome sci-fi exactly. horror by Nevin Holmes. Uh, and this is published by Downerberry Games and is being kickstarted right now. So if you like games that really invoke the horrible things that happen to you in space, this is a, the a game that would be for you. It's in, designed at its core for an intimate two-person experience where you have the station versus the struggler. But it also is being adapted so larger groups like us can play this and engage in it. So at its core, there is a mapping function in this, just like Liminal Space or other games where you have exploration being the core horror, but this strips it down to a faster process that also invokes a lot of quintessential video game survival horror games. In fact, one of the fun features that's really unique in this game is that if you are in a space that's not actively trying to kill you in a horrible way, you can burn a certain resource point, like a luck point, to make it into a safe space. So if you die a gruesome death, you respawn at that point. So you can keep exploring and dying again and again and again in whatever your male dude is. I There's think that having having a save point as a feature is such a fun idea in a tabletop game. Yeah, it, I mean, it also it lets you be able to engage in really horrible things and have it go terribly wrong. But then it also invites itself to more horror, and you because you have to, to figure out too is that relationship between player and GM. Are you rebooting? Or do you come across your own mangled corpse that you have to loot your own <laughs> items off of? And that itself is this existential dread. Like, then you can yeah. invoke tropes as, am I a clone? What is the meaning of my existence? Like, so there, the, it's not just like a cop-out to make a game easier. It's really an invitation for different storytelling that we're so intimately familiar with the people that grew up playing video games. But You know, I, uh, I, I, I did an interview on randomly generated encounters, which will be on YouTube tomorrow, or if you're watching this on Friday, already on YouTube. And we talked about how um, there are different mechanics that are used a lot, but when used right, really invite interesting, cool gameplay. Uh, and I think this is one of those times. Absolutely. So this is a rules-like game that really emphasizes on exploration and then improv. So the core of this really is a back-and-forth exploration with the station and the struggler. Or in your case, you're all strugglers. And speaking of being strugglers, why don't you introduce yourself? Now, since this isn't space, then the rules are going to be different. So we're going to need someone that has to get uh, voluntold to be the person to introduce their struggler. Well, I volunteer Charles. I've never gone, so I think it'd be fun for me to go first. Um, I tonight will be playing um, Pinus Lorvalds. Uh, I am a SysTech, uh, a system tech. Uh, I have big Coke bottle glasses and also in the game, too. Um, I'm wearing a novelty t shirt <laughs> and also in the game, too. <laughs> 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 might be out of school sim uh i definitely haven't gotten to school sim lately so that's yeah uh anxious again uh really likes touching wires like a lot yeah that's i think uh i think i should have read this more carefully like i this is a dog it's a little too true to life uh no no no, no. Uh, i'm i'm your basic technical dork uh so tonight i will be uh operating by wits alone 
and uh, I am aboard this uh, godforsaken place, wherever we are, as one of its many, many disposable uh, system techs. We live in a future where it's actually like just add water system techs. They just like it's like it kind of like sea monkeys. It's like a little dry packet, and you like pour them into the tank, and then you feed them until they get big enough, and you can take them out and put them right in a chair. Uh, so to, that's me. You have to like rehydrate them with monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all yeah, named Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, Don't look at me. I've been. We're all just gonna already. dance, dance about here. Let me just. I just want y'all to know that uh, I could really use a personal loan. Uh, I know payday is coming <laughs> around, but you know, if anyone has twenty dollars that they would be willing to bestow upon me, that would be delightful. Uh, my name's Ralph Fleegum, um, which is odd as my teeth have uh, gotten a parasite that are fleas. I don't think that's on my character sheet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it's that accurate. Doesn't matter. It's yeah, yeah. These fleas are a real and it's... constant threat for all yeah. people with teeth. I, I that's right. Accept that now is canon. That is. Yeah. <laughs> Your teeth scurry off in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. That clacker along the decks of the ship. Hmm. All right. So Ralph is the custodian. Yes. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I'll go next. I am Martin Gates. I am a lawyer. Um, I have a tool of choice, which is a laser saw. It's called the Errant Problem Solver MK2. <laughs> uh, it's it's basically just overrated garbage that stabs and pierces. It it does nothing else cool. It uses a <laughs> lot of batteries. It doesn't do much damage. And then um, I have this part of my file here, but this is confidential. This is uh, something I can't discuss with you. Mm. Attorney, attorney privilege. <clears throat> <clears throat> and I'm Tony. <laughs> yeah, I'm a uh, I'm Tony. I'm a uh, I'm what's known as a as a scientist, right? I uh, I've spent the last uh, thirty years of my life studying uh, uh well the technical term, right? Science. The technical term, right, <laughs> is grays, aliens. <laughs> now, now some of y'all might think that aliens is uh is a boring subject i'm here to tell you that just is not the case aliens is very interesting uh sorry grays uh you can also call them squig squams areolas although not to the face and um you, you, look there's lots of woods and lots of different languages <laughs> aliens is cool y'all aliens is neat um wait how often have have we been invaded by areolas <laughs> it depends on how often it look, my friend, it depends on how often you read an Ed Lee book, honestly. Honestly, for true, for real. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is like a lot of people get a little uh get a little uh temperamental about aliens. They get a little wishy-washy, they ain't sure how to feel about them. I'm gonna tell you, aliens is our friends. Aliens are uh in a way holy and sacred to, to me, and probably to you too, if you look into your real heart. Uh, we all have a real heart that's actually located right next to the prostate, and in women, it's located <laughs> next to the secret prostate. 
Oh, um, <laughs> that makes sense. Anyway, anyway, go, I could go on and on. I, I'm, I'm a science guy, right? I, I look at the science of these beautiful, magnificent grays. That's that's me. That's Tony. Pleasure to meet you. Is Tony's last name science? Is Tony actually Doctor Science from back in the day? Uh, from ask, ask Doctor Science. Tony. Uh, Tony's last name is Coke. Mm. And, and that was my and second guess. I'll let me tell you, he is a fan. Where we So with that introduction of our cast of strugglers the first thing that we need to really do is establish what our scene is and so originally i was thinking that this is going to be a space station but how we have this kind of interesting menagerie of quasi space yokels as it were <laughs> i feel like we should be on some type of backwater planet somewhere like rimwards like in a very distant quadrant but i'd like it to hear from the four of you working together as a team tell me where is it that you have been working and that you find yourself well yeah, look pinus likes it rim words i'll tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Oh, I thought there was going to be more. Yeah, yeah I thought, we're I all waiting. To expound upon that. Okay, well, look, can, you, look. can you delve into your personal, your, your preference? Can you like spread some knowledge about yeah. the rim worlds? Do they have oh, corn oh. there? What I'll, what I'll do? We really is need the subject to be penetrated, Charles. I don't understand <laughs> that. What I'll do is I will gracefully move my tongue and and spread the mystery open so that you can taste the what what's inside of it um, don't like that <laughs> so, so don't space uh, shame me that's, that's, that's time is, to talk about safety tools Tynus is on the run from student loan sharks um mm. and unlike real world student loan sharks these ones actually will not only steal your organs but clone you so that they can steal them over and over again and uh Tynus is not happy with that idea so He's been heading out uh, away from the galactic core, just trying to stay one step ahead of these. Uh, these well, they're not really loan sharks because they have the blessing of the state and uh, and gentry alike. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That um, that's a bitch. I I would like to uh, postulate here that Tony has actually hired all these people. Uh, he's a trust fund kid. Uh, and as like, all right, I'm gonna go to the farthest reaches of the galaxy, right? I'm gonna find new grays. They might not even be gray, y'all. They could be any color. It's true. I know. <laughs> I know. It's shocking. But he needed he needed someone who could work the computers. Someone with them them that geek smart. He needed someone that could uh, keep the ship clean. And he needed someone to tidy up all the legal mishmash. So if I happen to get caught with some uh, 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 contraband or, say, a ritual Xenos dagger that is used to sacrifice humans to an alien god, <laughs> any of those, I got a lawyer who can, uh, you know, cover the tracks. Tribal importation, you know, anything. Whatever, whatever happens, you know. 
and see i don't i don't appreciate the um being referred to as a struggler um i'll have you know <laughs> i i did graduate from a very prestigious university and once the allegations have cleared about who and fraud and what i'm sure they'll be credited <laughs> again so i'm did you, you know did I'm, you graduate from trump university no <laughs> trump university no no god <laughs> No. You know, Space Trump kind of turns into Strump if you mash it Strump. together, which is fun. Yeah. Trumpets. It, it was Trump at University. <laughs> <laughs> Space Trumpet. Home of the world's oldest profession. Um, yeah. So, uh, so what I'm hearing is from your your tales is that there was a derelict abandoned space uh, research facility on a distant moon that has been bought and purchased by Tony's estate and retrofitted, fixed up to continue experiments. I like that you said estate instead of dad. It makes it feel fancy like. (laughs) Hey, when you're paying me as much as you under the table, I can afford to give that one word. I'm glad we we have an understanding. Does Um, does the state... This research research station, uh, it actually, here's the thing. It actually uh, is in, currently in orbit around a world where uh, alien ruins have been found before. So uh, that that is what we is doing there. That's why I was there. Why I got this uh, this badass. Uh, I, they, my lawyer tells me it's not a ship; it's a station. Don't understand the difference, but that's where we is. Okay. And, and Ralph, I wanted to remember saying... that anything that happens on the station, anything you may see my client snort, we do not want to. Um, that's not something that needs to be discussed beyond these walls. I've signed the NDA, okay? I'm just happy to be involved. And uh, <laughs> dental is covered. That's what I was told. <laughs> we'll get you all kinds of teeth, brother. All kinds of teeth. Because I'm down Dude. to only a handful. And I'm really. Your dental mind. already is covered, man. I mean, here's here. Look, I, science. I have yes, a hankering for beef you. jerky, and it gets eaten before I gets to eat it. <laughs> that is a sad advice. So, the four of you have been part of this space station that is orbiting around a distant moon upon a, a planetoid that has been there's been the history of ancient alien relics and uh, architecture and other strange things and you know that over the last couple of weeks there's just been oddities around the station the quintessential odd dark whispers that are coming through the equipment uh, the radio frequencies are filled with harsh static that seems to know your name the plumbing fixtures seem to be dripping blood people seem to be coming progressively unstable and life support systems are failing and so you happen to been deeply asleep one night, of course, with very disturbing, unpleasant dreams, when all the klaxons in the station begin to just blare at once. And you know that these are the worst of the ones. Like, this is that sound that invokes the tornado siren, plus it's like, have you heard, like, the, the Israeli um, uh, sirens for, like, the civil defense? 
Well, they can't possibly be cooler than those old air raid sirens. Those are really cool. I just I, I listened to a TikTok where people are comparing and rating like different countries' civil defense uh, like alarms, and like there's some really wild ones. But yes, um, so are you going to do it, the alarm will... noise for us? Oh, Please no, make it I'm with your mouth. I'll give that to Mr. Pashkey because he oh. is a much better maker of sounds than me. So being put but on the spot, Ralph. Just Ralph, give me your best space station klaxon or system warning sound. All right. Um, I hope I don't like max out the audio channel. So I'm sorry in advance that this goes too far. <laughs> oh shit! The oh, coffee this part of it. The coffee this part of it. <laughs> I'm surprised oh. that hasn't been in a movie already. That there's like an alarm. If, it's if, after a minute. If, you like, are, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you have to see the video. Of <laughs> Shit! Shit! <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey, engineer! Uh, I can't remember your name, Charles. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm Tynus. Tynus, yo, uh, Mr. Tynus. And I wake up, and uh, I should mention that I sleep uh, curled up next to my uh, portable AI device, which uh, has a a waifu picture on it. Which is oh, uh, gross. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it's Akina from uh, High School DxD. So uh, yeah, Akina. Ugh. Excuse me, that's how you pronounce it. And as, uh, as a... <laughs> go ahead. No, that's it. I just I wake up. As a, as a quick finishing the pillow. Yeah. As a quick finishing the scene, you know that your immediate a place that you need to get is a rendezvous point where everyone is supposed to be meeting in case of an evacuation. And so it is going to be in the very center of the facility at a security checkpoint that you are all going to be meeting and trying to figure out what's happening and how you can escape. Okay. Okay. Now I'm heading into the checkpoint and I'm assuming that there's a console there that I can jack into. <laughs> I just I, I love that that was a a cyber term at some point. So the security checkpoint is a large central room in which there are doors on each of the, of the four walls. The all the security personnel are present and accounted for. What's not present and accounted for is all of their flesh and vital organs. <laughs> their mangled corpses are slumped, piled up behind the desk, and some of it looks to be melting and fusing together. Their like jaws are just dangling open with like dead fish eyes staring out at you. There is a computer terminal that is sitting there just with a blinking screen. And eventually the klaxon coughs heartily and then cuts out. <laughs> All right. Um, after after I'm done puking, I will obey the the, the dictates of my, my master and go see what the hell's going on. So I'm now, gonna go to the go ahead. This is this is obviously the work of Manda Floors. I'm not good on the alien names tonight, so I'm just picking shit out of uh, uh, Star Wars. Uh, so uh, you find out what they want, where they're coming from, right? 
uh, 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 what, uh, legally speaking, what are we on the hook here for? I ask our warrior as, uh, <laughs> as engineer starts doing his thing. Yeah, give out the assignments and then let's all roll in sequence because I imagine you probably want some of this cleaned up. Oh, all this well. yeah. And, uh, Hey, uh, Ralphie, Ralphie, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Grab him uh, already. Already grabbed him. Uh, yeah, all right, cool. Because we, like, <laughs> I know ideally, ideally now, the flesh would be on the, the people. That is, but, is hindering them, I'm pretty sure, of living. Uh, worst case scenario <laughs> is it's on the floor, right? And that's that's kind of your purview. You're the expert it, on that. It's definitely a tripping hazard. I know that from my training before I, I came on board. <laughs> and that uh, would be a lawsuit. All right, good. So, yeah, uh, wanna, I don't yeah. think there's a material safety data sheet for uh, the red liquid. Um, <laughs> which which direction are the blood streaks from uh, leading? Which of the four to uh, doors that looks like maybe there's been something dragged across the floor and beyond the door? I'm gonna do my check for the check the systems real quick. So let me just before we go any further, let me see if I've got I, this system. I was right in the middle of asking Ralph a question. Oh, okay, all right, go ahead, oh. Mr. Which door is that, Ralph? Well, you see, there's the one that that has been rusted closed that I know I, I am supposed to be fixing it. And it's just not been a thing that I've had the time to do with my extracurricular <laughs> activities that I should really cut down on. Uh, anyway, it's 20 bucks. And anybody, I just like fiver even fivers are fine right. uh but uh, it's the rusted door that i was supposed to fix two months ago that's what i'm trying to get at okay so the door to the west then yeah that's the, okay well i mean what is west when you are in space sir well, well it's all relative west, here west is the side of the tree that the rust forms on so if that door is rusted, it's to the west. So if if my character had fixed it, then we would have lost all sense of direction. So really, I yep, he did you all a favor. Yeah, true. Okay, because yeah. we are going to be making a map, so that's why I'm keeping track of directions and details. So going back to you, Titus, uh, if you go ahead and make me your tech roll. So for you, that is going to be your two d six. And with this game, one of the things that and this would go very well for John is that you also need to advocate how you use your two core stats which are flesh and tech and then you were advocating for what advantages you think that your character might have based on their background or their skills or their experience and the station me advocates for what type of disadvantages you might have based on how many wounds you've incurred situations that are occurring and so forth so that being well... said uh i think that probably you're gonna win the advocacy concert or contest concert i don't know can you win a concert i like concert Be yeah yeah you're gonna win that concert because um you better win it yeah <laughs> i rolled a I, I rolled a two and a one so that's a, a combined three on my strongest skill um okay. but yeah so definitely i would think that that's like what i was hired to do in the first place was uh you know um 
fix this kind of problem. So it's, I'm actually going to burn one of my two. Well, if uh, you advocate for that, you don't need to to burn per se as much as you okay. say that. Like I, you know, like I think that since I am a systems admin, this is a consistent admin. I should get yeah. advantage, and so you roll an extra d6. Now, how okay. the checks work in this is that you're rolling each d6, and you're seeing if the result is a five or a six. If you have a five or six, then that is a success or a hit. Okay. So I got one more chance. Total. Come on, come on. Oh, and it's a six. I passed. Well, there you go. So nice. you have a mixed success or a perfect victory in this, in essence. So what is it that you're doing as you are connecting into the computer system? What type of information are you looking for? Well, I'm connecting by using my good old-fashioned fingers on the keyboard, and uh, I am looking to figure out why the alarm went off. Okay. So you are looking through system feed information on cameras, looking for like what was happening, and you see this terrible montage of just vicious, visceral images that just assault your senses. You see people getting their bodies flayed and like heaped up in the very room that you're in. You're seeing uh, things chase people down a corridor, and by thing. It's literally like the camera itself just refuses to take a, a, a better image of it. And you think that in the corner of some of these images, you see something almost reptilian, just very much out of sight that kind of lurks in all the images. But there is a, uh, it's just a staccato, just terrible blast in this things. And you notice that some of those things um, that the camera had a hard time taking like still images of or just like a feed, even though this is a previously recorded film, they turn and look at the camera and they start heading your way. Cool. And also scary. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like yeah. when uh, I like when pre-recorded videos interact with the present day uh, yeah. in creepy ways. Yeah. And uh, I'll I'll just fill my uh, my compatriots in. Only D six. Okay, you got it. Uh, that is a five. You knew that those things, the stills, were five rooms away. Okay, uh, guys, we've got five rooms between us and some seriously bad shit. Is what I'll say. They five are headed our way. That seems that seems a little bit xenophobic to me, my friend. Uh, well, why don't you come on over here and have a look at this footage? And, and I, I invite will. him over, too. Um, I'm going to, uh... Okay. Why don't you go say hi to them? Uh, Ian, <laughs> uh, yes. even though I'm a, a terrible schmuck, I have spent uh, my entire life studying uh, alien, aliens. Uh, and I feel that, uh... I should be able to, if not identify what's happening and what these things are, uh, maybe I have heard stories of other horrifying incidents as of, like, in the same style of this. Absolutely. So go ahead and roll me for that. And so this is kind of in between the two stats. So I will let you take your pick. I will consider this flesh for the fact that these are fleshy things. Mm -hmm. And you're not necessarily using technology per se. So go ahead and make me your check and get advantage on that. Advantage? That means I... 
Roll one more, I believe. Yeah, one yeah, more yeah. Die. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I got a six. So uh, you've heard tales whispered around the urine condenser. So that's just one success? Yeah, one, one success. Okay. So you are fairly certain that you're having some type of thinning of the veil or some type of demonic incursion that is occurring here. Um, do you know that there was that terrible experiment that you personally had authorized to run using some type of technology scraped from the planetoid surface? What exactly yeah. were you doing? Um, I believe that demons are simply aliens of a different nature. They are, um, they are, Demons, right? Demonic incursion are uh, are are alien gods. They are the thing that I have been trying to please and trying to bring forth. So, in essence, this is exactly what I wanted. However, I was hoping for more of the like sensual uh, nipple clamp style alien gods than gods. the um uh devour all flesh alien gods. Well, you, you don't get to. You wanted Cenobites. Yeah. Sometimes you get Cenobites and sometimes you don't. You don't get to pick your alien gods. Your alien gods pick you. So Hopefully for sex. So you have. So in this game, you need to have an objective. objective and we usually kind of set one together. Initially, I was thinking that your objective would be to reach an escape pod and get out of here but perhaps really it's to be shut down the terrible experiment that you have running that is causing all of this to happen as the group of you since you are going to try to survive hopefully together what are you going to really be setting as your objective escaping or maybe trying to stop whatever's happening i think we should shut down the experiment um, because there are valuable relics, and even though this portal brought something that I do not want inserted inside of me, that doesn't mean it can't be, like, we can't retry it and you hopefully get a different door. A true scholar. I respect the hell out of that. <laughs> I I'll help you with that. My guy's on board. My character would take a little bit of convincing, but you should be able to get him to want to stay. Did your uh, reaction fail? Uh, uh, Ralphie, Ralphie, look, how, how long, yeah. how long has your family worked for my family? Well, my grandfather worked for, for your great grandfather and he hired mm -hmm. him as a child and, uh, helped, uh, basically raise <laughs> him. Right. Uh, he was blind and, uh, basically got him the prostitute that became my, my grandmother. That's Anyhow, right. Uh, so, you know, we've kind of just been around, uh, you know, I mean, uh, a, a bit, have we ever steered you wrong? Or have we, in fact, gotten you the prostitutes that have been the women and men in your family tree? Well, my cousin never did, steered me wrong. My cousin did die as a result of your father's uh, <laughs> orders to not clean the air filters. And that is how he died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, that was your father's doing, not yours. That was a test. That was a test. That was a test, and one that we all <laughs> failed, Alfie. <laughs> so wait, equally, so we equally all failed that. Is this another <laughs> test? This is not a test. I need. I, I need you with you me, buddy. These are all still allegations. 
Yes, that's that, right. That's true. Allegedly, it was a test. Allegedly. And allegedly, not allegedly, actually, we need to get the fuck out of here and uh, shut this whole thing down, Ralphie, and I need your help. Uh, I will grab my circular saw. <laughs> so, you have four doors leading in various directions into the facility. Every time that you step through one of these doors, it is a randomly generated room on the other side. So this is a procedurally generated crawl. Love it. I love that kind of shit the, so much. The other thing that is worth knowing is an important action for all of you is that you can loot rooms and bodies. And either, depending on the success level of your check, you can keep what you find, or you can also burn like a luck point so you can actually pick an item from the table if you really need something helpful in a pinch. Because cool. the game is stacked against you as far as the creatures, as you will see. Uh, as you know, things are bounding towards you. So think quick, because you know that your clock is ticking. I think we are... Um, is there anything do... to loot from the bodies? Well, you, that's you need to take a check. So, uh, you would go ahead and make me your 2d6 check. Okay. Oh, that's on the floor. Gone forever. Uh, hmm. A four and a three. Okay, so no success. No, uh, so that is seven. All you find is a note in this pile of bodies and it's soggy it's blood soaked and it's very hard to read um oh, thanks that that just makes it impossible for my game sorry joke yes yeah. all right <laughs> uh all right so i have a soggy note uh can i attempt to read it yeah absolutely so you meant to invite you to letter or tell me what you think the note should say. Perhaps this note is telling you, maybe giving a bit of advice or maybe some more information on what's happening here, or maybe it's just a red herring, but you get to insert yourself a little bit into what this object is. So I you think it should be a note that has some vague inkling as to what happened, but since it's hard to read, it's not clear enough for us to actually know the how. Even though the indelible marker is bled a lot with the blood, it definitely says at the top, fuck Tony. And then underneath it says, no, really, fuck Tony. He's fucked us all. <laughs> and then it says, the important thing you need allegedly. to know is that there's this like, no, it says definitely fuck Tony. It doesn't say allegedly fuck. Uh, I, look. <laughs> look. What I do with consensual adults behind doors of every door of the space station okay, is Tony's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it might have just been a to do list. <laughs> but you know that the door to the west is the rusty one that hasn't been repaired, and there are blood trails leading to there. And that might also be the direction that those things are still moving steadily towards your direction as you're sitting here. And that's uh, to the what, west? What your, that's to the west. Well, east would take us furthest away, correct? That's relative at this point, because you don't know I the mean, distance behind all my, each door. All my wow. uh, padres here. Yeah, I'm useless without MapQuest. <laughs> 
I mean, as we've decided, the rest of the door is the cardinal direction west, so the opposite of that is east. Yeah. East. All right. It, can we... All right. I will wait until we are somewhere maybe with a little more time before we get rid of the shreds to ask that question, actually. So, who's opening the door? I'll do it, since I yelled east. Uh, is that just, like, 1d6, or...? No, you just... I want to know that you're opening the door. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm opening the door. All right, so you open the door, and it makes a wet gurgling sound as the door slides in like it's catching something. And as you look inside, there's a flickering bulb that is broken on the ceiling, and it looks like there's this gore and viscera splattered across it, like it shattered it, and so there's this kind of strobe light effect in this room. There is something written in words you can't quite read splattered on the back wall, and it looks like that there is, uh, this was the armory for the security checkpoint. There's a door on the north side of this room, and other than that, you just have lockers, maybe full of equipment, and the flat, like, crackling hum sound from the, the ceiling. That's just yeah. lazy penmanship. <clears throat> yeah, 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 I know. Like, people, what we need is a, um, a penmanship program on this space station. Falpy, uh, when was the last time you got in here, man? This place is filthy. Uh, well, uh, so I was, uh, look, um, I have done all of the space cocaine, and that is why <laughs> I did need... all my space cocaine? As your lawyer, I was go... sending him in first. I was going to pay you back, uh, hence why I've been trying to get someone to give me $20. Uh, here we are. Look, I feel like this is the least of our worries at the moment. Oh I would God. like to uh, forward slash search the lockers, please. I'm looking for a slightly better weapon than what I have. Okay, so go ahead and roll me 2d6. You got it. Uh, I got one six out of that and one two. Okay, so you, so that would be seven. So you open the door and a pile of sloughed off skin pours out and on top of it is what looks to be like a alarm clock with a aux cord and like a little mini microphone kind of plugged into the back it's a slapdash noisemaker what the hell it looks like we found uh the skin from the guys and we should probably inventory that so <laughs> I bet they want yeah. it back. Then we uh, uh we we at uh Tony's fun house slash uh <laughs> space emporium uh we take our our employees privacy and uh inventory or belongings very seriously. We just gonna return that to the family. <laughs> it, it does it it ain't got no monetary value, right? We we return that one. Right. Uh, you will return that one. Um Remember, gotcha. admit nothing. They could have done this to themselves very easily. <laughs> Obviously. Funhouse <laughs> and Space Emporium. That's great. Those are the two you really want together. <laughs> Funhouse so, and Space uh, quick, Emporium. Quick sidebar to just frustrate Ian. Uh, near my house, next to the railroad tracks, 
there was a place called the Brinka Brinka Funhouse for kids, <laughs> uh, which I have never seen a more distrustful, shady operation <laughs> in my life. And that's why I keep coming back to like Funhouse for blank. And if it makes you feel better, uh, in my town, there is a Chuck E. Cheese's next to a Hustler of Hollywood. <laughs> that seems less scary than next to the train tracks. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, you, your mother's got you. I know it's your birthday, but he's going to take you next door. I'll be over in a few. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I just want to add that um, I made a joke uh, that I felt was completely underappreciated not long ago about a orphanage for the criminally insane and i think that a, a fun house for the criminally insane might also be like, a legitimate we, business idea didn't we go through that in odd gobs uh that uh, was the Junji eat memorial uh fun house uh yeah, yeah, and mirror yeah, maze yeah. yes but, yeah yeah there was but, a mirror uh, maze in there yeah yeah but a uh <laughs> yeah okay anyway um okay so i'm gonna take the noisemaker i guess I, li I like the fact that there's probably a stereotype that people have about what horror authors are like and if you put them like <laughs> in a room they're gonna be like doom and gloom and be like yeah my skin just is crawling with dark thoughts and instead it's like <laughs> we need uh, so more fun houses i gotta I got tell you ian uh I'm friends. I'm friends with Edward Lee, the godfather of the most disgusting and horrifying extreme horror you'll ever read. He regularly, he regularly just texts me pictures of like his seafood that he's eating. He's like, "Hey, I'm eating some good seafood right now, John. How are you doing, buddy?" So that's what yeah. horror writers are like. Oh no, no, no! I was just like imagining other people. I know what horror writers are like, but just like the. Yeah. People that are like, we're the sweetest, we're the a, sweetest bunch. This is going to be a spooky episode because they're playing a horror game. It's like, horror writers love I'll be honest, the, the imagery in this game has been hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's top yeah. notch, man. Top notch. Yeah. But I I'm, I just yeah, kind of like whistle past the graveyard and everything I do. Oh, yeah. No, good job then. Because, uh, yeah, it's been quite horror ific. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And, Thank you. All I got out of that goddamn locker was a noisemaker. Well, and all these skins. And all now, the skins. Now, keep in mind, if you really wanted a weapon, you could burn one of your luck points. And there is the search table that's in the, the game, the draft PDF. And so if you really wanted a new weapon or an upgrade for that, you could burn your luck point uh, to do so. Uh, keep in mind that all of the weapons also are how you stay alive. <laughs> Well, yes, so, yeah, the I, thing is, like, um, also, my flesh score is so low that it would have to be a super techie weapon for me to probably do any good with it. So I, I'll content myself with the noisemaker. Would you describe it again for me? So it is an alarm clock that has an aux cord coming out of it with a little mini microphone on the back. Now, An aux the, cord. Oh, A-U-X. A okay, gotcha. Right. All right. So, okay, cool. You know, keep it in the draft rules of this uh, this is not the final product of it the weapons basically are all flavor so there are a bunch of different d6 that you roll in order to generate your kind of buddy item weapon thing so all of you have an item that's kind of similar in a way and it does either one or two damage so if you're feeling like you really need a new weapon or item things that you would naturally roll on the table would 
probably still be the same unless you got a upgrade for the weapon and then you kind of are adding on to it with something special fuck that this is a, as far as i'm concerned this is now a karaoke machine provided we can get to a planet with an am fm signal all right so oh. we oh the, once we get this once we get all this cleared up buddy we got a karaoke bar you think i'm gonna have a space station without a karaoke <laughs> bar come on man this is tony we're talking about so we can upgrade our weapons i understand if you, want to burn, yes. if you want to burn a lock point um and I don't, you'll have a finite quantity of those yeah 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 uh you know uh so can i also search to possibly find something to upgrade my circular saw <laughs> Absolutely, there are several of these lockers you could open, so okay, roll me cool. your 2d6. 2d6, that is a 4 and a 2. So with that, you find a Stinjet, one of them, so it is able to allow you to ignore the negative effects of a one wound for a short amount of time. It's got this kind of burbling red liquid in it that doesn't look like you should be ejecting something slightly effervescent into your body, but... Some scientists said it was okay. Alfie and I have proven that we would ignore that warning immediately. <laughs> so we're uh, over here just shooting pop rocks and cola, you know. How how would I attach that to a circular saw? So <laughs> so I could cut someone's arm off and help them. Uh, I don't. So, I, Ian, I think you wanted to use a lock to get something specific. I, I uh, not specific roll first, and then. Yeah, I, uh, I, I like check first instead of just burning a point. So I was doing the order of operations. If he wants to burn a luck point instead to get a new weapon and then roll all the things to get a new weapon or an upgrade for weapon, the guidance on that is what's it for? What's it do? Hmm. Okay. My logic was just see what I find and how can I make this make my weapon better? Ah. So like, oh. stick it on the end of a pool cue or something. Well, a stim jet is not a weapon. So again, no, if you want to burn a, a luck point. I will burn a luck point. For the sake okay. of, of this game's mechanics, let's do it. Let's burn a luck. All right. So you burn a luck point, and then are you opting for the weapon upgrade? If so, tell me what it does, and then that's what it does. All right. So I I would like a weapon upgrade, and I've had my circular saw. And since we're like on the ship, I have a plethora of different saw blades capable of cutting through different things. But I feel like the only appropriate upgrade for a circular saw is that those blades should launch. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. that is fair enough. Yeah. So now it's a ranged circular saw. Okay. Brutal. Right. Do you, so are you recycling the blade? You get one shot, you get a pop, fetch well, it, I, and bring it back? I've got he a ties a piece of string to it and just whips it back. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. So yeah, yeah. There's... You guys are definitely in space, and you're definitely fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it launches the blade out, and then it retracts back. Wait, am, I, the am, I, am I allowed to say <laughs> that about your clients, Martin? Um, I'll allow it. That's not defamation. Let's <laughs> go say that's that's objective. <laughs> I, I agree with your assessment. Yeah, uh, Ralph. Ralph's family. Ralph's family has signed so much paperwork that uh, the, if they try to sue us, our attorneys handle it. Yeah, it just goes we through mediation. We actually find it way more efficient if they're never in, in court with us. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a small room, and there's one door leading out of here, and it's on the north side of the wall. 
It's adjacent to the wall with all the bloody runes on it. Who's first? I'll I'll go. Yeah, I got I gotta try out. I've gotta try out the new circular saw, right? What's it mm -hmm. named? That weapon. Oh. Weapon needs a name. It sure does have a name. Oh, you uh, can't be serious. Uh, you could you could call it yo yo. I'm looking for it on the character sheet. Well, you're yeah, it's on the all of your weapons uh, uh, have a name. Trusty Pathfinder model X I I I I. Uh, that's I what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's actually pronounced. <laughs> that was a really good sound effect, Charles. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm How not the good sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh martin how should i answer that <laughs> allegedly allegedly yeah allegedly this was a horror game <laughs> uh, we make our own horror i am quite sure i'll be eaten before the end of this like i my guide hasn't you play your cards right buddy <laughs> yeah, possibly Ayo. all right throw that door up and let's see what we've won okay Fantastic, finally. Ah, so when you open this door, it seems to be initially a security checkpoint like the one that you initially started in. The difference is that instead of being completely splattered with a gore investor and having a mountain of bodies, instead, in the center of the room, in this otherwise, like, uncomfortably clean and like reflectively bright room is a pile of pustules as if you took the boils from just legions of people with all kinds of skin diseases and heaped it into a concise pile various like mouths in it's like kind of puff wetly and making like little sucking sounds as it's just Puffing in, I don't know. Out. It, it sounds like fun to me. It sounds like bubble wrap. Like once you pop, you can't stop. You know, that's Pringles. <laughs> I know, but it, I'm just picturing also, going up to this, this nurgle-like creature, just pop, 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 pop. Is that sound that you made in the other room, Charles, <laughs> or should I say, um, Tynus? something like that it makes a sound like that but from way too many mouths and it begins to <laughs> unfold itself and you Ooh. see that like this weird amorphous shape is just all of its many limbs that have been like retracted into itself and it stands as tall as a man but then it unfolds six pustule encrusted limbs and instead of eyes it has two vacuous like vacuous almost like puckery orifices that just <laughs> swell open <laughs> and it begins to lumber towards you. Give me a moment. I believe that this violates the pustule uh, clause in my contract. <laughs> that is more than I agreed to, so my rate is going up now. I need to know if it harmonized with its... Um, <laughs> I'm going to call this thing ass-size, I've decided. It's a really asinine thing for you to do. <laughs> Um, I guess we're going into combat then, A huh? single gaha. All right. <laughs> I I smirked and chuckled. 
<laughs> what? Are... Okay. What? <laughs> well, since you weren't expecting it, it is technically a ambush. <laughs> mm. uh... <laughs> we need a ambush thing, like like a like the radio a button, DJ, like, like a ambush. <laughs> Only if you want to earn John's wrath, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right, so I take it that we're being attacked, right? It's yeah. not making any type of violent moves. It's just juddering towards you with pustule and crusted limbs. I mean, are they extended in my direction, the limbs? I mean, four of them are. Like a hug or like an attack? Sting arms. There's also too many fingers on each hand, if they're actually fingers. At the end of each of them, they're like little, like, cilias. Like, just kind of floating like hair. Well, John, you're the xenophile. How do you want to deal with this guy? Um, I am thinking... Um, I lean over to Martin. Question. Once an employee mutates into a horrible hell fiend, uh, what's our legal ramifications here? Are you asking me if you can fuck the, the alien? <laughs> I, I wasn't, but, uh, you know, maybe I, I tell me all coming, the options. Just get that out of the way first. Um, <laughs> I would prefer if you didn't do it in the presence of the other two. Um, or me. Okay, okay. I also, no, we I talked about them. We did talk that. about that. I hear you. I respect you. Yeah. <laughs> um, are, are you talking about killing it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, whatever's on the table. I want to know. I want to know my options here. Well, we, we technically have another incident that already occurred before you had entered the station. So we have that plausible deniability if uh, someone asked who was responsible for this death as well. We could easily blame it on the... Okay, I like okay. that. I, yeah. I like that. Uh, I think that we should ought to maybe uh, put it into this thing here. All right. And by you we ought to put doesn't it want to fuck this it, thing. So let's just... <laughs> and the question is, are you saying all of, the, all of this out loud? Absolutely. So I can't do it telekinetically. It pauses, and it makes... Uh, slightly more mournful, but also Aroused. disgusted. Oh. Resignation. And it begins to skulk backwards. It crouches back on the floor, using its six limbs to scuttle back. It's keeping its puckery eyes like focused on <laughs> you, Tony. And like the eyes are just kind of like doing this... <laughs> Okay. In and out. Okay. No, this is good. This is good. So we don't. We ain't gotta. We ain't gotta. There are four. There are four doors on. Like so this is a mirror of the other room, but it scampers back through the door on the west side of the room, and as it begins to retract out of the room it hisses out of both of its eye sockets and you see before like the door shuts it climb up along the wall and you see it clinging to the ceiling and scuttering off i okay. would advise that we have a statement ready on this um it, 
Hey, was that Nolan from accounting? <laughs> anyway, I'm going to search the room, see if Nolan left anything. I don't remember Nolan having such beautiful brown eyes. Uh, oh, Nolan, yeah. Nolan's eyes are gorgeous. They're gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, you go ahead and search. And uh, what are our door options here? So the, ones that, the ones that don't have the ass-eyed roaches behind it. So there are four doors. So you came from the door from the south. So it went to the door to the west. So you have the north and the east if you're trying to avoid whatever that thing was. This rest of the room, again, is oddly too clean. Like, you don't even see there's any dirt on or any dust on any surface, which normally there is in a, any type of space orbital facility. Good job, Ralphie. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, I think our accountant friend still owed me $10. Should we follow him? See if he is okay? Uh, Ian, I rolled, a, I rolled two fours on my search. So, uh, as you are searching around, um, all you find is just a scrap of paper uh, that is hidden underneath the keyboard. Whatever is like cleaning this room or whatever happened in this room, it missed whatever this note is. Does it also say Ooh. fuck Tony? No, it says, um, whatever you do, don't look it in the eyes. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like to take a, a whack at this computer console, too, if I can. All right. So I'm going to use my, uh, my abilities as a systems... Administrator and technician. Yep. Um, I am going to try to determine if there's a way to lock uh, the things that are coming at us behind us, like lock one of the doors between us and them. So here we go. Okay, so f already I have two fives. Fantastic. So you are able to do that. Tell me, what is it that you are doing? You can lock these doors that you've been through. Uh, how are you protecting yourself? So um, what I'm going to do is, like, open up the lock menu. And uh, for, the like, the east corridor behind us that we've kind of been going along in a line, I'm just going to lock, like, every door on the x-axis of that so like even if they go left right whatever there'll still be like all locked doors along each segment of that grid does that so make you're sense the doors you've come through keep in mind yeah. that you want east and then you want north so you've got an l all right uh, yeah just lock this is an fyf those... So Lock yes, those, those doors, doors are locked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you hear like this pneumatic -y, like click. Are you doing anything with the other two doors in this room that you haven't gotten through? Before we do that, uh, can I? Uh... Yeah. Oh, sorry, is it still his turn? Oh, no, whoever no, can interject. Okay, I just wanted to. Uh... I'm going over to the computer console and I'm I'm doing something that no one else can really really see what it is. Hope it's deleting footage. Don't yeah, I don't it. want to do anything else with the doors except lock the roach door. I do want to do that. So, yeah, um, the aside roach man door. I, I will lock that one as well, leaving us only the north to go through or the east. Okay, the north. All right. All right. And now, now Martin's working on the uh, – uh-oh, 
You lost John. Yeah. Now we Mark need is... him anyway. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I now not knowing where now... my boss is, I panic and start feverishly mopping Let's just see. in case no. he comes back. Oh, I am oh, not. There we go. Oh, ah, ah. oh, yeah. Oh, yep. Ah. yep. You're okay. here. You're here. Right. So, and what was it that you are doing, Martin? Oh, but Ian's not. Neither is Patchkey. No, no. We're, John, we're I'm watching. The... Can see you. I'm looking at the feed right Wait, now. Wait, you can see them? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna reload. Sorry for interrupting everyone. Uh, Johnny will be right back. So, um, <laughs> I've discovered that I am able to save myself a copy of myself in any room that is a non-threat room. So I'm. Oh, save. cool. Yeah. So you are setting up a save point. Yes. Okay. And so you are setting up, uh, am I hearing like a cloning machine? Uh, it's actually- Are you downloading it's, a digital yourself? Um, it is, I, I can be printed in any replicator printer. Um, okay. uh, they usually are the ones that look like giant fax machines from the 80s. Those are the ones that- okay. yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm picturing a person so you just rolling your... out of one of those. <laughs> So this is kind of like a pocket module that you you have kind of uh, just in case emergencies. It fits, folds them. It fits into your briefcase, so you mm -hmm. unpack it, and it makes a, a chirping noise, and you hear the modem begin to heat up a little bit with little like clacking noises, and uh, there's that ozone-y smell that comes from it as it warms up. May I suggest something fun? Sure. Oh, oh. Uh, I'm I just... sorry. Am I boring? I'm I would. Uh, I just want to put out there that uh, any clone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Demonic possession. Some extra ding dangs. <laughs> That's an industry term for demonic possession. Ding dangs. I, I love Did we lose John again? On the feed, yeah. Is he frozen? No, no, no. I see him here. No, he's just not on Twitch. Okay. Oh. So moving on. So you have locked these doors, except for the door to the north. Uh, Martin has set up a save point for themselves. And what else? Uh, I'm feverishly mopping. Okay. I'm done for now. All right, so that just leaves you with the going to the north. To the north. Okay. I guess it's my turn to open the door. We should wait for John to come back and just. I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Let's uh, let's open that door and see what we've won. Okay. Also. Okay. Ooh, fantastic. As you open the door, there is roiling coils of smoke that just pool and flow in between your legs. Ah, uh, yes. You see that everything about up to your waist is just a sea of some type of smoke or smog that seems to have undulating waves. Ah, uh, yeah. The walls itself of this corridor are completely draped in flesh that seems to be sloughing itself upwards cool. and going clockwise around the entire corridors. This is some like good it. shit. Yeah, I appreciate there, that. 
As you are looking down this corridor, you can see that there is, amidst the moving, crawling flesh, there is a door with a light bulb above it on one side of the wall that's mirrored on the other as well. And you're noticing that there's a sound of chittering and you see little flicks of the smoke are being flicked upward as something is maybe moving under the smoke. Undo, you hear sounds of maybe like clicking, clacking legs now. Hmm. Okay, so who has a reverse fog machine? Do you mean a vacuum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what one of those is called, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that my AI waifu is going to be any help here. I mean, I'm a janitor. Uh, I would know where the vacuum would be. Can I do a roll for this? As a janitor, <laughs> how intimately familiar are you with, I don't know, air ducts? Intimate. Is the janitor in space also an HVAC technician? The air ducts will need to be cleaned out. Well, you're yeah. not. Are you? You are not a janitor. You're a custodian. I'm. I'm. Are you an expert in that? Well, we also have an engineer, and I don't want to step on the engineer's toes. Yeah, I am asking Ralph. Ralph. Um. I don't think Ralph has that kind of background well it's space though it's space though so i feel like maybe like i feel like in space everyone has a minimum of two jobs like it's oh, not yeah. like here in yeah. the real world where it's like oh yeah I, I i i print things and i'm a printer it's like no you're a printer and you do the mail service and you do this and you do that because everyone's got to pull like triple duty i mean again also, i thought we were playing a fantasy so role-playing game but is that a yes <laughs> Yes. I, I long short answer yes. Sorry. Because... Also our engineer is a system engineer, not a not a uh like mechanical? a building. Yeah, mechanical. Yeah, I'm engineer. a I'm a computer guy basically. If it's a okay. computer problem, I can fix it. Yo, he'll solve it. Uh check out the yeah, check software. out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, if you're if you're the digital engineer, then I could be the mechanical. Yeah, I would definitely know that then. That would make sense yeah. in world. Yeah. Because you're also hearing a wet scraping sound, very, very muffled and, and faint, that seems to be going along where the air duct is that runs just above where you are standing. Yeah, we got razor slugs again. Well, let me just go ahead and get the good old yo-yo up and running again and... Uh... <laughs> Let's go ahead and, you know, maybe that's why I have the sniffles, not the space cocaine. Let me just pull that down. So we'll just do this as round robin action here, because no one has said that they're shutting the door while there's things coming at them, running around in the smoke towards them. So at this point, whatever this thing is, you hear this 
chittering that sounds like too many mandibles mashing together and you see the smoke part like it goes up along the fleshy walls where like mouths open up and kind of suck in some of that smoke so you get the full view of this horror which is too many metallic and flesh draped limbs that throws itself at you you even get a full look at it and you were standing in the doorway first so uh Tynus, you see this this misshaped thing like a sea urchin with its giant scissor legs covered in meat is kind of the the most vague impression you get before it it is upon you so the first thing i'm going to need you to do is either you're going to be rolling me a flesh check to get the hell out of this way or to make your kind of counter attack or if you're not feeling it you could burn one of your will points um i would like to counter attack um, I would like to intercept it in mid-flight <clears throat> with uh, Little Marsha, who is my Little Marshall version 2, a handheld welder that is powered by plasma cells. Uh, and I would like to pew-pew hit it as it's coming at me. So let me do a check for that. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Come on, big money. Uh, I'm going to burn a point of luck to re-roll one of those, and I you still don't have fail. To, it's, not a, it's not a re-roll. It's basically would be like a, a success for that. So you, oh, if you're burning then, yeah. one point, you're going to be getting kind of a, a perk one because you only have like two points of luck. So this is like your yeah. kind of a big use of okay, that. Yeah, then I will definitely burn one point of luck to hit it. So uh, that does two points of damage. Okay, so the thing... Uh, you pull out your little pocket welder, and it's not enough to hold back the full weight of this monstrosity, so it throws you on your back. But yes, you're able to get your welder, you, you kind of hear that as you're trying to get it to, to click on. You get it on just in time that you cut off one of its limbs. It begins to thrash, and it splurts out some type of, like, chunky blood custard out of its socket. <laughs> uh, and it makes this impossible, like, screeching sound, like too many pairs of scissors snipping at once. Uh, and it begins <laughs> to just flail out its limbs out at you. You were able to just dodge out of the, the way of most of it, but you get some very shallow cuts along your face. And you see that the very center of this thing is a just a maw with limbs sticking out of it. It, it seems to also not follow Euclidean geometry, and it bends space every time you look at it. Um, so the rest of you, all of you are looking at this, see something slightly different. But again, it is like knives sticking out of a ball of flesh or something like that. And it is pinning Tynus to the floor. Real quick. Uh, yes. John or somebody, remember Chunky Blood Custard so that I don't forget it? Okay. Thank you. I'll write it down. Okay, good. Because that's going in the show description for sure. You, sh- you should have seen. I was uh, for my my Metro Answer Kickstarter. Like I was like real tired, sleep deprived <laughs> um, one night, and I was writing some purple prose. <laughs> so this is a uh, <laughs> status update, and I was like, I hope no one's going to call me out on how purple this is. But uh, no one has complained. I'm picturing a furby with the fur taken off, but draped in like rotting prosciutto. Mm. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, that's that's my yeah. image. <laughs> like the reaction to I, that. I, was... <laughs> I want to ask you to draw that. 
um, Derby with writing prosciutto flesh. I mean, I've seen that uh, similar <laughs> thing online. Not writing prosciutto, but like I saw like a. a, a it's a thing people do. It's like Furby. Yeah, turn Furbies into fucked up shit, like or set one on fire, or, or long yeah, Furbies. Yeah. Long Furbies, uh-huh. are, I think, are my favorite, where they make them like like a long snake with extra feet and stuff, but still got the Furby head. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> as you are, uh, as you were contending with this thing, you are looking up um, Ralph at the vent. And you see something behind the the vent, like those like the vent blades, and you hear that kind of puffing sound of that encrusted and crenulated thing. You hear it unscrewing the screws of the vent. Mm, got a screwdriver in there. Well, uh, you then hear the sound of my circular saw revving up, and mm. you hear the the spring that's going to shoot the blade out tightening as I aim. All right. So it, that, okay. So are you going to wait for, you're going to wait for it to show its happy face. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm aiming, I'm waiting as, as you're describing all the sounds that it makes, it makes another sound of like two hissing sounds out of its puckery eye sockets. And it scuttles back into the vent, like further down the, out of I... its puckered eye sockets, you hear a. <laughs> Sorry, did you hear my cat? Yeah. No. My cat was actually screeching at the at my that, door. That, when... uh, ma'am? Okay. That was your cat? That was me. Yeah, I heard that it. That was me. Oh, okay. That was you? Yes. I mean, it's Korean's cat. Literally meowing at the same time that Patch that Charles was talking about meowing. I thought my microphone was picking up my cat. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't a meow. I was still joking about the ass size, and I said that when it hissed out of its eyes, it sounded like <laughs> it leans as it does it. Um <laughs> <laughs> I fire at it. Um, so it is retracting into the vent. So um, you're going to just fire blindly in the, the vent trying to hit. I mean, ideally, I would see it start to retract away and I would just hit the trigger. Okay. And... Go ahead. So you're going to have a disadvantage. So that's going to be minus one die. So what, 1d6? Or... Yes. That's two. <laughs> you fire at it, and you hear lots of angry noise in the air duct, and it has uh, trumbled out of uh, <laughs> listening radius. Um, and you just definitely hear like some echoing hissing sounds, and um, it doesn't seem to like that you have done that. Oh, I don't like as, as a meta thing for you to be aware, when you're rolling for creatures in this, because creatures are also procedurally generated, each creature has an intelligence, and that also gives part of its motivation of how it approaches and handles and uh, stalks you. So, ass-eyes can hear us talk is what I'm getting out of that. Uh, we should avoid discussing killing it if we're going to kill it in the future. We should use sign language, because it can't see out of those ass-eyes. That's actually 
damn smart. Yeah, thank you. All right, so you still have a thing on top of you. So let's let's start to fast forward <laughs> yeah. time here. You're being pinned by a pursuit of Furby with blade limbs. Monstrosity, yeah. Monstrosity. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, so Ralph, you just fired your new upgraded saw weapon, and you're retracting your blade in. Uh, Martin and Tony, what are you doing? So I am. Um, up immediately next to Ralph, talking to him in rapid fire speech, letting him know that in no way is my client directed him to take this action, and in no way <laughs> is my client responsible for any results that might come about from this interaction. This is all legal jargon that I don't understand. It I mean, doesn't I, matter. <laughs> I don't think that that the waiver even does anything except for it, it collects dust in the office. The fact that we had we had to sign an triplicate made no sense. That amount of carbon could have been used to be powderized and we could have used it to, to lubricate the bearings that would have made things a little bit more effective around here in a way aren't aren't lawyers the the ultimate thing causing these problems never mind space monstrosities blame the lawyers yep does no one want to save me from the prosciutti ferber prosciutti Apparently, legal nightmare? advice takes uh, precedence. So I can understand that. If the, the two of you, if Tony and Martin, if you're just uh, watching this unfold, we'll go up back top of the initiative. Hold on, no, I'm, I was, look, John was on mute. Oh. Oh. I've been, oh. yeah. Uh, I've been waiting for my turn. I didn't want to interrupt anyone else's turn because Tony's a talkative asshole, so I've been talking a lot. I wanted to give other people time to shine. Well, now it's Tony's turn. Tony reaches into his um his like '90s shimmery blazer. You know the ones I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. And pull and like oh wait wait and pulls out a massive oversized bolt gun. Hell uh, yeah! It has. It has uh, stabilizers and like recoil uh, uh, thrusters so that he can even like fire it. Well, won't be the first asshole this thing's inside of and shoves <laughs> it not just against the uh, butthole eye socket, but into the butthole eye socket. Oh, the butthole like, socket thing is socket. the air vents. Yeah, oh, okay. So Asshole. Yeah, yeah I see Furby it in Furby's nightmare, asshole. Yeah. Wait, okay, can cool. I see the can I see the Furby's butthole? Ian, describe the Furby's butthole to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really hoping that like like someone I've met recently is not watching this podcast and like judging their 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 opinion on me Ian, based on Ian, this. Ian, 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 I want you to get, me. You better get used to that sensation, man. You better get used to that. <laughs> That's that's what that what that feeling is called is being friends with John. Um, <laughs> what you described the Furby's butthole uh, and use the last butthole you saw as like a reference. Yeah. Uh, the fact that I'm gonna have to say this is definitely a non-Euclidean asshole. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a non-Euclidean creature. It's probably a non-Euclidean cloaca. Anyway, it's, 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 it's a knife hole, and whenever, like, every angle you look at, there's knives coming out of the hole. I'm gonna stick the I'm just, just the tip. 
I'm just right, just the tip of uh, tip of my bang bang in that hole, and uh, let him have it. So it's like the iris of a camera, where <laughs> it's like where town hole. but but it's just boom, baby. that but that contract yeah. into a yeah. circle. Yeah, it's a very painful existence. It sounds like. Eh, I have hemorrhoids. I know what it's like. Yeah, you're doing them a favor, really. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Um, So go ahead. Yeah, roll me your or your uh, your attack. Okay. Um. Unfortunately, I did not roll any successes there. Okay. And so, tell me again about the the oh so this is the one of the bolt shells right yeah so it it's in, so you are firing uh in, from a euclidean world into a non-euclidean orifice that happens to be straddling over your compatriot i'm dead <laughs> aren't i yes i am i am 100 so, percent dead i bet i didn't so, catastrophically fail so you wait you got no successes no you're right yeah (laughs) yes so basically you just fire blindly and you just pepper your friend with bullets that are one bullet one bullet bullet that's this wide and one is all you need when you're a human being i am gone from the waist up pretty much (laughs) So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So basically, you weren't sure what the like orifice looked like of this creature, but you can definitely see the yawning orifice of like his entire rib cage. <laughs> and as you're watching him, like you can tell that he's like still like alive with the shock and trauma. And mm. you get a few seconds glimpse, Tynus, through like your your like fading vision of your flesh, like pouring out of your wound and running up the walls with the other flesh. Um, And you start to hear the sound of the spools of that 3D printer beginning to like to heat up. Oh, I didn't back myself up. I I, it's a safe room zoo to be for everyone. Okay. That's how I'm interpreting the rules. All right. I'm happy to be dead. Now I have a question for you. Um, Hey Martin, did uh did Titan sign his uh waivers and and are we good? The real horror is space lawyers. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, and, and trust fund kids. So yeah, the real horror is a combination of of money and lawyer. Uh, that's when you really get some creative work done. Yeah, I'm happy. To, I'm happy to be a player kill because I think we ought to give the game. Like give it its due, and yeah. I actually have a yeah, yeah, and and here's the other thing, Ian. I have a separate, um, like backup device that I did not use in that room because I figured I'd use it when I wanted to. So yeah, I'm hundred percent dead. I took a bolt shell without backing myself up. So I'm happy to continue to comment and like participate, but I'm I'm dead. I think well. So that is up to you. So basically, when you save, when you put a save point in the book, um, it's marked on the map. And 
that is um so it's a permanent save point so again but the rule is as if you're looking at the rules as written it was written for a, a one player game but i just assumed a save point is a save point so if, if you want to be reprinted and you just know the agony of death and you would also be watching your own corpse being pulled up and running with flesh along the walls you're more than welcome to or um I will let you decide your fate if you want to take your printing job out of the queue. I, uh, yeah, like if only I could in real life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to take my printing job out of that queue. So, yeah. You, there's I, like another burst of ozone static as like the you hear like the, the printer coils like cooling down. It's just like Tynus has seen enough. Yeah, and, and I like to imagine that a tiny little wisp of steam that looks like a ghost kind of went out of it as I expired. Yeah. So can we just take it as read that it tried to reproduce him? And so yeah. there's just like a disform. It's, like it's even worse than the six-armed creature that came at us. Yeah, he's like, it's he's just, got like... It's just the part that got blown up. So it's just like his chest just like comes out of the printer. Just wavy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, even, it's even worse than that. I came out of there looking like this. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> All right. So carry carry on, the, brave adventurers. The uh, horror with no name uh, takes delight in sticking its multiple knife-like limbs into your. Oh, I know that asshole. And I know is... that asshole. That's Fred. That's Fred. And... He's in maintenance. What? Name's Fred. That thing? It was Fred for maintenance. Fuck that oh, guy. They said Fred was also the name of the accountant. So, no, um, no one. Or begins, Nathan, I believe. No. Begins to take his knife limbs and just rip and like all the flesh off of Tynus's body and flings it onto the walls where it melts into place. So this thing is now... I mean, if no one is securing the door locking it locking it in it's just going to advance into this room with you and repeat this grim operation no um, you, you all seem pretty lackadaisical with oh this guy just got blown apart and we're being pursued by monsters i mean tony loved him tony i love that guy that guy had my back i i loved i loved i loved nathaniel <laughs> yeah i i would i would go after it with with the bus uh i at, at this point having seen everything that we've seen and people have died uh i i would like to uh, uh, you know act irrationally and okay fire is is that a euclidean buzzsaw um you know it's semi-euclidean uh you know it it is but it isn't Depends if you're looking at it or not. It's not Euclidean when you're not looking at it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so go ahead and make me your attack. All right. And so now am I able to aim so I can get two? Uh, yes. And, and okay. because it is also distracted with flaying the body. So I would even give it a three if you was so, so oh, one. Yeah, I, I will take the three. Yeah, that third one's a six. Well, there we go. So this is a... Uh, a mixed success since you just have one so you fire your buzzsaw it 
turns and you see the void full of prosciutto and limbs and it intercepts your uh, saw blade mid-air but it cuts off one of its limbs and more of that chunky substance begins to pour out of it it makes a terrible wailing sound that sounds like you're crumpling so much tin foil through like a regular like a furby pepper. yeah yes mm -hmm. just much like that and you can see that this thing seems to be weakening um all of its like blood stuff it seems to be also just like melting into the walls as well and by the time this stuff gets to the ceiling it kind of like starts to drip down Okay, so when you said it lost one of its limbs, now Furbies have feet and ears. Did I take out a foot or an ear? Uh, this is some type of leg thing. Knife limbs. Monsters in this have a number of limbs. Think about, like, um, Dead Space. Okay. So... Uh, but this thing is seems to be severely weakened. Uh, it makes that terrible sound, and it begins to retract into the room. It taps one of its limbs against the wall. You hear an organ burst, like a fruit, and like these mouths open up along the wall, and they begin to breathe in more smoke, making a big smoke screen. And you can see that it's beginning to move around in the smoke bank, but it's almost obscured. I'm gonna have to just hack this thing, aren't I? You can, you can shut the door. No. Ian really wants us to shut the door. No, and I'm we're just, just refusing. No, I'm just like, I don't. Ian is desperate for us to shut this door, which means no. it's a trap, and we shouldn't. Yeah, I agree. I Keep the door open. It's fine by me. <laughs> All right, uh, so are you going in then, Martin? Yeah, I'm going in there. I saved okay. in the back room. <laughs> okay. Uh, so go ahead, and, and the first thing is, as you're entering this room, it's very wet. Uh, you are yeah. at least ankle deep in some type of flesh, and it has an undercurrent. Uh, so make me an ad advantage. Make me a flesh roll. <laughs> oh, I got a flesh roll or two. I can spare it for you. <laughs> I got a four. Uh, so I think I've got more than that. Uh, so for your uh, character, you're only rolling. One. You only have you have zero for flesh. I have one d six. Oh, so you're rolling at advantage. So you're rolling two d six. So oh, what's your okay. second die? Oh shoot. Woohoo. Maybe. Nope. Three. Three. So you feel as you are you know, sprinting towards or walking towards this creature to retaliate, you're feeling tongues or maybe weird gnarled fingers pulling into your feet, and it's dragging you along that kind of clockwise meat circle. So you feel yourself getting pulled into it. And as you look at the walls, you see like fleshy tendrils begin to like pull, like make little meaty tendrils that are trying to quest out towards you. This is exactly how my mother died. Mm. <laughs> they always say you uh, grow up to be your parents. Yeah. 
I think that's a heritable disease or a way to go. Yeah, too. this is definitely genetic. Runs in the family, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so I will, uh, not to, to belabor too much time here, uh, make me either a, another flesh, flesh check before it begins to pull you into this embrace, or you can also burn a will point to use your sheer grit and all of the resources that were taught to you in uh, corrupt lawyer skill to, uh, pull yourself out by your bootstraps. I got a six and a three. All right, so mixed success. So you are able to rip yourself from these tendrils in the grip. You take one point of damage in the process, um, but you are able to uh, be completely free. And I will let you take a wild attack thing in the smoke if you would like. It would just be I a would, disadvantage. I would very smoke. much like to attack. So, okay. All right. So just roll it at one die. Yeah. Three. All right. So you start to fire wildly your errant problem solver MK2. And it every time you fire a burst, it punctuates the the uh the smoke screen and you get a little glimpse of the thing. Like it's a light shining off one of its limb blades, and it seems to be cackling at you. What a dick. But it's like a cackling that sounds like you're shaking a whole drawer full of silverware. Oh, cool description. I like that. Thank you. Sometimes my improv is good. All right. So that leaves you, Tony. Are you also going to be running into the meat room? Um, <laughs> man, well, that is like, here's the thing, right? That's a lawyer. Um, I'm not saying I would be in prison without my Goya. I, in fact, I'm kind of saying I would not be. But uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta take care of, I gotta take care of those who take care of me. So yeah, I am. Okay. All right. Tell me what's real Duke's we're coming on the the close here. So maybe we'll get another dramatic player kill. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, I'm gonna try. Um, I. I reload. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I, uh, I come in blasting, as uh, as my meme all said. Please roll a zero. You just chain your lawyer. Um. <laughs> Not like this. Okay, look. Well, when you say when you say roll a zero, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. These dice, these dice don't have no zeros on them, so oh that ain't God. really possible. How many hits did you get? I rolled a seven. Total? Was it a four and a three? I... Maybe. <laughs> so, but this is looking come on guys you fire wildly down the corridor as soon as you step into the meat room like something bites you and is like pulling you into like the meat current and you fire right towards like your your lawyer martin who's just freed themselves from like these like meat hooks on the wall like uh, and uh it's right in the path of this very thoughtful gift that you are sharing and it ruptures Martin just 
all over. In fact, <laughs> uh, there's such as you like decompress and explode out their lungs that all of like the the smoke parts for just a second, where you see that knifey creature uh, beginning to skulk towards you, Tony. Uh, meanwhile, Ralph in this oh, process, that's going to be curious. I killed my brother again. <laughs> You're hearing the printer begin to queue up, and uh, as that is queuing up, uh, Ralph, you're hearing the thing move back in the air ducts. Uh, now that you've kind of uh, sawed open a slice into it, you see its postulated fingers begin to pull and pry open the air duct, and it puts its head down with its two puckery, puffing uh, Almost. asshole wait, wait, eyes. Wait. So does it like make a circular oh, hole in the vent? <laughs> Are you? Yes, it's a goat scene. Well, it's what? a goat. Describe the, describe the stretch butthole to us, Ian. <laughs> are the figures like coming out? They're pulling. Are are they uh, up? How? Are they, hey, they just Ian, come out and then on a scale of description. Ian, on a scale from one to ten, how tasty does it look though? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll to see if my character's into it. Oh, that's a five. You, I think I think if if you are what you eat, this explains why you're such an asshole. <laughs> no, the the term you're looking for is generous and giving lover. Actually. Yeah. I thought that a closing scene of having the, the puckery eye hole thing like leering down from an air duct would be a great cinematic close and your first response is, what do they taste like? <laughs> I, I'm the one who took that one to a bad place. I'm sorry about that. I'm not sorry at all. I'm not sorry at all. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm joking at the, no, I'm just joking at like the, the like, <laughs> the, 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 that's all, folks. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Patchy, take us it. away from this hell. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I can do that. We're we're now back to the other thing, the the screen without the slideshow. So let's let's take a minute to. The, here's what I was thinking about the entire time after <laughs> after Mr. Bernard ate entire bag of dicks that was not my fault at all um oh okay there was... when we when we when we save in a uh save room right um it felt like he, okay here's what i really wanted i wanted us to end on a specific scene and that scene was martin getting reprinted it, into I a room <laughs> Into a room filled with monstrosities that had been chasing us. Over and over and, oh my god. Oh, that would be, oh no. That's a, that's a horror story. Like, you're stuck in a room, and it's just you get printed, and you just get killed again and again. You that's can't just a machine. That's just Edge Holy of Tomorrow. Shit, that is, like, the most terrifying, like, bleak. That's, uh, that is, no, no, that's, I have no that's, mouth, and I must scream. Yeah. Have you seen, uh, have you seen a movie called The Endless? Yes, yes. It's like the five second time loop guy. Yeah. You yeah. might like yeah. a short story I have coming out soon. So. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I love map making games. Um, I love randomly, gen procedurally randomly generated stuff. Uh, it's always a blast. Um, I think that uh, the imagery, Ian, you did a great job on. First of all, yeah. like, first of all, hey, round of applause for Ian. Uh, 
Dang. from from one you know one of the hardships of doing this show is we have so many cool little like phrases we banter around and we can't steal any of them because we're all writers it's not like hey john said this cool thing i will throw it in one of my book my stories or books no because john's going to use that oh you better believe every fucking character in every one of my books trombles ian um yeah <laughs> but uh this is a cool game andy d yeah by his music uh if you like a uh, very interesting um music guest in andy d so um we have oh we might actually have literal announcements that people put together specifically so that i don't miss their stuff uh i will start by saying we have a couple of uh events coming up uh, we have when is Hoosier Con? Next that is weekends, the right? following weekend. Yeah, the following weekend. So that is coming right up, and you'll be able to see Ian Servas and Bridget Brave, and possibly, possibly Mr. Patchkey there as well. Yeah. Um, and Mrs. Oh. Patchkey. Yeah, and Mrs. Patchkey. Oh, and Mrs. Cool. Oh, Jenny, Jenny, who who trumps who trumps all. Um, she's pretty cool. I like her. Yeah, she's awesome. pretty rad. Um, and within Jenny, the littlest Patchkey. I know yeah, the, the meatball. <laughs> the meat, the meatball. Um, <laughs> on top of that, the weekend after that, April fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth, Bridget D. Brave and John Baltusberger will be at the Ghoulish Book Festival. Now, John, what might you have at the Ghoulish Book Festival? You might be asking like a jerk. Uh, I'll have the paperback edition of Whispers of the Dead Saint. I'll have, Ooh. I will have probably grr, the physical copies of Odd Gobs. I will have the brand new game from Madness Heart Games um, uh, against the Hungry Dawn, uh, which just went to print today. You might be asking yourself, what the fuck is against the Hungry Dawn? Against the awesome. Hungry Dawn. Glad you asked. Against the Hungry Dawn is a sticker, uh, or two dawn. stickers rather, that you can slap inside a book and turn any book in your collection into a game book. Uh, we're excited about it. It's a brand new project. Uh, and uh, depending on how it does, maybe we'll do more. Maybe we'll up the ante and make even like higher grade sticker games. Don't know yet. Uh, we had a new book come out uh, yesterday. Picking Scabs by Susan Snyder. Uh, if you are into angry feminist poetry, um, and you should this, be, and yeah, you should be. This book is deadly. This book is so passionate and heartfelt, and uh, it's it is not an easy read, and poetry never should be. If I may, of uh, this is the this is the second uh, poetry collection through Madness Heart that we've done with Susan. Mm -hmm. And the first one was absolutely tremendous. So if you enjoyed Broken Nails, uh, pick this one up. If you enjoy this one, consider picking up Broken Nails. Um, and that is all. I will say Susan gushes about my poetry and Rath's poetry. Um, and it's kind of bizarre because I think Susan is one of the top talents in in modern poetry right now. I think she's uh, a tour de force next yeah. week we have uh end of days uh coming out uh from andrew fox which is a uh apocalyptic like horror not 
action horror comedy thing uh, with a Jewish bent. It involves Robo Jesus and nukes. So uh, <laughs> that's coming. That's coming your way. Um, we have a lot. We also have a bunch of books coming out next month. Uh, I will tell you about those soon. We have a current Kickstarter. Uh, it is Metromancer live on yeah. Kickstarter right now. Uh, that is Ian and Stein Henson. Am I saying that right? Stein Hansen? The, the original loose and yes. bossy cock. Yeah. 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 Uh, we play we have played many a game from Steen or Stein. Uh, and uh obviously uh Ian has done a lot of work. Uh getting this far and uh we played this you can check out the video on demand or audio on demand for metromancer it we was a blast we scrapped uh, part of it because the audio issue in case you're looking oh, for it oh that's right shoot so you can um, find it on twitch temporarily but uh, yeah that was with the Bratton, batney spears but we uh have, we are a, officially a project that we love on kickstarter which is a really mm -hmm. nice little boost it and just Absolutely. refreshing 365 backers so we are at over we're almost at 300 funding so that's amazing so we got johan he's going to make us more art and a bunch of our favorite artists including simone uh will be making art for it so yeah. I should check and it if, out. You, if you don't know yet simone is um at this point almost a house artist uh he is joining luke as one of our most used artists uh, along along with other greats like uh, Jim Agpalza, who did a new cover for us for a book dropping mm -hmm. next month uh, yep. by uh, the uh, by Gina Rinaldi, who wrote the book that shall not be named um, <laughs> for our own good, for yeah, for our safety, uh, yep. so much. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we really need to talk about. Look, we have so many irons in the fire right now. Uh, Charles is writing a unplayable RPG as we speak. Uh, Bridget has a new short story coming out, it sounds like, which is going to be pretty fire because everything she does is fire. The game next week. Yeah, uh, the game we're playing next week will be oh. some Bridget content. Yes! Yeah. Sorry. Uh, next week's game, Bridget. What's the name of next week's game? So next week's game is Horror on Epsilon Four. It was written by P.L. McMillan, and I contributed one of the pre-gen characters to it. Fantastic! So we'll be playing that next week. Um, we have all this stuff going on. So much stuff that you can get involved in. You can find us at Wanmon Cast. I also want to encourage you if you want to go to uh, Linktree uh, slash mhp underscore horror you can find links to literally everything everything we do everything mhp does everything mh games does um like it's all there so i want to encourage people to use that because you can find links to uh the wanmon twitter you can find links to the mhp twitter you can find links to the MH Games Twitter, all three of which Charles mans uh with astounding skill. Um Friends, I've said a lot of things. I said a lot of it in a terrible New York accent. Uh, so <laughs> terrible, in fact, that most of you probably didn't realize that's what I was going for. I, I enjoyed it. I did too. I, I enjoyed I, it. it. Fun. So, uh, Look out, I'm dying here. <laughs> we, we, have, we have a lot of fun on this show. Um, and I hope you have a lot of fun watching this show. And then I hope you have a lot of fun going and playing. 
uh, playing these games uh, with your own friends. A special shout out to uh, Zen. Happy birthday, Zen. And on that note, I think there's nothing left to say. I, I would like I would like just to put one final thing in it before we do, as we usually thank Bog Wizard for their excellent intro outro music. I think that we should challenge uh, Bog Wizard to have to make a song or an album with something that's coming from the chat, which is uh, non-Euclidean orifice, great man name or something like that. So if Bog Wizard can get on making a track called non-Euclidean orifice. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Or, and or bitten in the meat room. Uh, on that note there's literally nothing else to say (laughs) and you need to you need to stop with that kind of talk it's gross it's unprofessional friends thank you so much for joining us on this consensual journey we call wandering monster i have been john baltusberger i have been charles rimward bernard (laughs) i've been bridget brave And prosciutto Furby with knife arms. <laughs> I barely got my butt saw to work. This is disappointing. <laughs> butt saw. We uh, will be we will be back next week. Until then, go ahead and go ahead and fist those non-Euclidean orifices. Bye, all. Bye.